0: You're listening to Comedy Central. The COVID vaccine, you know, the miracle drug that almost eliminates your risk of death from COVID and lets Dr. Fauci record your dreams. So let's catch up on the latest news on the vaccine in our ongoing segment, Vaccination Nation. Back when the vaccines first came out, demand for them was huge. They were basically harder to find than a Republican congressman who admits Joe Biden won. But not enough people wanted to voluntarily save their lives. So then the problem became how to convince the holdouts to get vaccinated, which is why recently everyone from the federal government to airlines and hospitals have been introducing vaccine mandates. You wanna work here, you gotta get the shots. But it turns out people don't like being told what to do. It's the same reason that when Moses first brought down the 10 Commandments, everyone immediately started coveting each other's wives. Well, I wasn't gonna covet Terry's wife, but now that you mentioned her, damn. And for everyone who doesn't want to be forced to take the vaccine, the governor of Texas is definitely on their side. Governor Abbott is going up against President Biden issuing an executive order banning COVID-19 vaccine mandates. The governor says no entity, including private businesses, can require the vaccine for employees or customers. In a statement, the governor said the vaccine is safe, effective and our best defense against the virus, but should remain voluntary and never forced. Well, okay, It's an interesting tactic. I mean, it's a little weird that he knows the vaccine is our best defense, but he still wants to let people opt out. We want to give COVID a fighting chance. Wouldn't be sporting otherwise. And you know, it, it, it's, it's funny how Republican governors, like Abbott, always say the government should never tell private businesses how to do things. And then they do just that when it's in their political interest. You know, it's like that one friend we have who's like, I think we should try and be vegetarian, unless it's the popcorn chicken. Yeah, I mean, meat is murder, but in this case, pass the hot sauce. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. I've always found it weird that governors in America are like mini presidents. This is a very strange thing to me coming from another country. Because the president of America, the president of America issues a mandate. And now this guy who's in charge of a piece of America gets to undo what the president said? Can you imagine if a manager at Kinko's said, all right, everybody, let's uh, make these copies. And then the assistant manager was like, nah, B, we producing Viagra now. Can you you do that? Well, that's for the courts to decide. We're making dicks hard, yo. But hey, as it stands, right now in Texas, you can't get mandated to have the vaccine. But here in New York, it's the opposite. And you know who just learned that the hard way? Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets star and one of the only people who can wear a shirt that says Brooklyn, without looking like a tourist. He's been refusing to get vaccinated, even though that means he wouldn't be able to play in his home arena. So today, the Brooklyn Nets told him that if he doesn't play home games, they're not gonna let him play any games. And just guess, just guess how much that's gonna cost him. And now to breaking news involving Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving. The team has decided that their point guard will not play or practice until he gets vaccinated for COVID 19. Irving was last seen at an outdoor practice over the weekend at Brooklyn Bridge Park. He is expected to lose, get this, about $380,000 per game if he doesn't get a shot. $380,000 per game! A game! Yo, to put that in perspective, it would take Elon Musk 1.3 seconds to make that much money. I don't think that worked, actually. Yeah, I need to stop measuring things in Elon Musk. That really doesn't help. But I actually respect Kyrie for this, man, you know? Because that's how you know he's doing it on principles. He's like, I'm willing to lose this money because this is what I believe. Because there are some anti-vaxxers out there who are just doing it out of spite. You know, they hate Fauci, they hate Biden, but I bet if you offered them $380,000, they'd be snorting that vaccine all day. And like, Fauci! And it's funny how it seems like the Nets were quick to suspend him too. You know, this is one of the problems with being on a super team like the Nets. Any other team would have begged Kyrie, you know? But this, it takes away all your leverage. He was like, what are you gonna do if I don't play, huh? Rely on Kevin Durant and James Harden, two of the greatest scorers of all time? Uh, yeah. Damn, I didn't think of that. Now. What's, what's really crazy about this is that the vaccine hesitators are saying that there hasn't been enough time with the vaccines, that's why they don't wanna get them. But it's already been so long that people who got vaccinated early are now getting booster shots. Yeah, unvaccinated people are getting lapped right now. And you'd think that would motivate them to try and catch up, but apparently it is just making them even more hesitant. According to a Kaiser survey, the confusion over the booster just reinforces the unvaccinated uh, population to stay, well, unvaccinated.
1: One unvaccinated man in Ohio told the Times, quote, it seems like such a short time and people are already having to get boosters. And the fact that they didn't realize that earlier in the rollout shows me that there could be other questions that there could be out there.
0: Okay, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I can see where many of these people are coming from. right, just think about it. You told me this was the greatest vaccine of all time, but now 10 months later, I've got to get a new one? I mean, we expect that from Apple, not medicine. At the same time though, there's nothing unusual about needing a vaccine booster. And not just vaccines, everything on earth needs a booster. It's not always a conspiracy theory, nothing lasts forever. You know, sometimes I think these are the same people who would walk in on their family eating dinner and be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Didn't y'all eat yesterday? I'm starting to think this whole food thing is a scam. And by the way, it's important to remember that vaccine hesitancy is only a problem in the rich countries that have the vaccine. Cause right now there's countries all over the world that can't afford it. And they're looking through the window at the buffet like, oh, could you please bring me out a French fry and a vaccine? In fact, some people have been saying that the pharmaceutical companies should share the vaccine formula with developing countries to allow them to produce it more cheaply. And today, one of those companies, Moderna, responded to that by saying, and I quote, hell no. Moderna now refusing to share the formula for its COVID vaccines, dismissing calls for the company to do so in order to boost supply in poorer countries. The chairman and co-founder of the company saying that instead of sharing the formula, it would be more reliable and efficient for Moderna to scale production itself. Okay, look, man, I get it. Moderna is a business and they wanna make money themselves, but at least come up with a better excuse, you know, like, that the vaccine formula is an old family recipe. You can be like, oh, I'd love to give it to you, but my grandmother brought it with her from the old country, you know? And be like, Your, the vaccine was invented last year. Yeah, my grandmother, she just got here last year, but it's an old family recipe. And yeah, it is a business, but their product could also save millions of lives. And you just wish that they would want to use their powers for good. I mean, imagine if superheroes had the same profit motives as these pharmaceutical companies. I can tell you now those movies would be hella different.
1: Help me, Superman! How much money do you have?
0: Uh, not much. Bye. (laughs) Actually, I kind of like that movie. Space, it's the place where We're the aliens. And I'm sure you guys saw the big news today. William Shatner, Captain Kirk from the old Star Trek, actually went, actually went into space. And not fake TV show space where you travel to new worlds and have sex with green women. No, this was real space. Where you go a few meters over the technical boundary of the atmosphere for 11 minutes, which is not long enough to have sex. But yeah, oldest person ever to go to space, which is amazing. Like, I don't know about you, but I love it when old people break records, you know? That's why so many people support Tom Brady. I mean, your grandpa can't throw like that. And if you ask me, 90 is actually the best age to go to space because what's the worst that can happen? You die? Yeah, so what? At 90, dying in a rocket is basically best case scenario. Now, I, I know from down here, it's starting to seem like going into space is becoming routine but it's obviously moving for the people who get to do it because Shatner tried to describe the trip after he got back and it clearly, clearly cut him deep. Everybody. (laughs) Needs to just see Here, the, uh, shallow, yeah. oh, it's, it's oh my it's god. <laughs> it was unbelievable to see the blue cover go oh, no, whip by you. and now you're staring into oh, blackness. No, that's, black. that's the thing. And
1: so oh, you whip off a sheet off you when you're asleep and you're looking into blackness. And this is life and that's death. That. And it's in in an instant you go, whoa, that's death. That's what I saw. That's amazing. That's amazing. I am I am overwhelmed.
0: I love how he's like, this is the most powerful thing I've experienced. And people in the back are like, Haha, I was in space! <laughs> this The space was spacey. This was life and death. I said, did you see, did you take a selfie in space. It was really emotional, actually. I mean it also is William Shatner, you know, that that's kind of kind of how he's been delivering lines for decades. It doesn't matter what he says, touching the void between life and death. Reason and Madness, such are the deals you can find on Priceline.com. I will say it's, it's pretty cool that he gave an Amazon review about his trip to an actual Amazon guy. That was pretty cool. Like no one gets to tell Jeff Bezos about his products to his face. And by the way, this whole thing made me wonder, do you think Jeff Bezos is just secretly swapping us out one by one with clones? Because like for all we know, he secretly built a factory on the moon, right? And then when you go up there, he just replaces you with a clone and now your clone is on earth praising Jeff Bezos, and the real you is working in the Amazon warehouse. You ever think about that? You're just sending us up one by one, switching us around. You don't know. Could be. Could be like one of those crazy scams, you know, where Amazon does that kind of thing. Just like a... Ronnie Chang.
1: Hey, oh. what's going on, buddy? Oh, hey, sorry, uh, my, my phone died, so I was just looking for like a book for the commute home you know um don't don't let me interrupt
0: sorry just keep doing you sort of interrupted by by walking behind me while I was doing the thing oh oh you're doing a thing right now yeah oh. yeah oh sorry yeah we're taping oh. the show oh okay
1: uh okay I'll, I'll 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 be quick uh let's see uh Nelson Mandela uh, I don't think Ronnie Ben why don't Carson
0: you just, Ronnie why don't you just after the show Gettysburg
1: I mean dude we we get it you're black all right we don't have to Going. Well, that's just one section of the books. You know, you can, you can tell a lot of someone by what books they keep. Uh, I noticed your book isn't here. Then so why would I keep my own book on a shelf? I mean, if you valued your contribution to liter- literature, then maybe you would. I, I what, what, was your, what was your book called again? Was it Baby Criminals or what? Guilty as Charged or I Did It? You know, oh, was, that, was that OJ or? Ronnie, Ronnie, pick the book. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, hey! Did you did you hear about that William Shatner thing? The guy went to space. The guy from Star Trek went to Star Trek is uh, this American TV show. I just that I just did that an analogy for socialism and working at uh, the Gap. Um, yeah, I just he, did I just did that on the thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you see the guy's crazy? He was ninety years old. He went to space. It was insane. I mean, it, yes. I just yeah. I, I, it, just, I mean, it either proves that like William Shatner is the strongest human ever or that going to space is nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you know all those videos we see of astronauts training for months? Like you don't need any of that. You just need to have breath and you can, not, if you're not dead, you can go to space apparently. Also, also proves how much uh, white people don't love their grandparents. Cause I mean, <laughs> I've never sent my grandparents to space. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even send my grandparents to Times Square. This place is insane. Anyway, I'll, so, I'll Yeah,
0: sorry, I, was, I was talking, it's a good point, but I was, no. thank you. <laughs> all right, um, uh, let's make like nobody in history and move to North Korea. You probably know that every year, Kim Jong-un throws a big parade where he shows off all of his latest military hardware, right? It's how we find out which high-tech missiles they're gonna crash into the ocean next. But yesterday, yesterday, North Korea released footage from this year's weapons display. And people, uh, the only thing I can say is, uh, Holy shit. Showcased at this latest event were more than missiles. Soldiers performed high-flying martial arts kicks, smashing blocks. A soldier crashed through a block with his head. And a bare-chested soldier fought off all comers. Sweet Jesus. You see, that guy guy fought off like six dudes at one time. We're gonna smuggle him out of North Korea and get him to Waffle House ASAP. Your new champion is here. The other guy just ran through like a block of concrete. I didn't know North Korea was deploying Kool-Aid man technology. That's pretty wild to watch. And that wasn't even the craziest stuff. They bent pipes with their throats. They broke out of chains like a shaved King Kong. And look at this, look at this shit. Let me tell you guys, man, if the plan to defeat North Korea was to make them lie down, cover them with concrete blocks and hit them with sledgehammers, America is screwed.
1: not that, not impressive. <clears throat> I'm sorry, what? Uh, I- I was just saying that. I mean, I, man, we've been watching Americans on TV do that for for decades now. I mean, do you think that's scary? We should send them, we should have a versus between those guys and uh, Chris Angel and David Blaine and uh, yo, David Copperfield. Yo, yo, okay. Those guys have okay, been lying on that
0: stuff. Go to Vegas for yo. one night. That's rougher than what those guys did. It's one thing for you to interrupt the show. Don't interrupt the show with bullshit. That was impressive. Have you, you run through bricks with your
1: face? Oh, well, I mean, not me. I've seen people do it. If you want to scare the North Koreans, Send them jackass one and two. That shit is scary as f. North Koreans would be like, these Americans are insane. Yeah, but like also it's w- still impressive uh, I don't know it's impressive if you've, you, you grew up without watching TV I mean've seen that. I've seen that act before. I mean those were real that wasn't like fake. that was real. Okay, sure, so if North Korea decides to invade and destroy America's crumbling infrastructure, maybe I'd be a bit more worried, but
0: with- I don't know, man, I think you're I, jaded. I just think, <laughs> I think you j- Have you found your book yet? Just No, I'm still- Look, I, it's the book. not a lot of choices, okay? Just, just like Bible. Yeah, I don't know why you come to my bookshelf to find a book. Anyway, finally, let's move on to some good news James from Wood. the animal kingdom. Out in Colorado, there's an elk that somehow got a tire stuck around its neck. Yeah, and nobody knows how this happened, right? I mean, maybe it's a CrossFit thing. Maybe he partied too hard at a Toyota-thon. Maybe that's just he's out for the Met Gala. I don't know. But, but that elk had a tire stuck around there for two years. right? And what's amazing is that he didn't seem unhappy about it. This elk was just rolling with that the whole time, which makes sense. Like in the elk world, wearing a tire around your neck practically makes you a wizard. I mean, everyone else is just a boring elk. And then this one elk is a quarter of the way to being a Jeep, you know? But that all came to an end last week when park rangers were finally able to get the tire off of his neck. Although how they did it might not have been the way that the elk would have wanted. Our other officer, Dawson Swanson, was able to uh, sneak within range and was able to make a good shot with his tranquilizer gun.
1: Officers Murdoch and Swanson first trying to cut the tire off. Unfortunately, once you get to the steel bead,
0: you know, it was really slow going.
1: But they knew the tranquilizer wouldn't last long on the 600-pound elk. So, they went with plan B.
0: We ended up just cutting the antlers off, pulling
1: the tire up over its head. Young Eddie the Elk finally free of that accidental accessory. And don't worry, no antlers, no problem. These animals will grow another set of antlers next year, and he will function and live a perfect and healthy life.
0: No, come on, you cut off his antlers? Yo, (sighs) Think about it, man. This elk is gonna have to wait a whole year for those antlers to grow back. In the meantime, he's gonna get clowned down at the elk barbershop. Elks are just gonna be like, look, at this, no antler having motherf- right here. Shit, you bammy looking ass. You ain't got no antlers. Like you oh, can't- caught- man, that was his thing. The tire was his thing. I mean, it looked, like,
1: it's, it looked like the elk like saw like a mounted head elk and was like, that's the part I need to protect. You know what I mean? And so he wore, wore a rubber thing and it was like, he survived like two hunting seasons. Like that was his magic. Don't, no, don't, don't, don't take that away from him.
0: All right, that's all the time we have for the headlines. Let's move on. Oh, to our- these are green. Man, the whole time I'm trying to figure out your classification system
1: is by color. These are green books. I get it now. Ronnie, just take a book and go, please. Okay. Just pick okay. the book you're gonna read okay. and go. Okay. Uh, okay. Also, can, can I have this as well? Is that alright? Just go, yeah, just take I, it. it's like go. the sound, it's very relaxing. So, and like one green book, that's it. Yeah, just okay, go. Next. Just, Thanks man, see you. see you. Just go. I'm, go- I'm going, I'm going. Where, where's the exit?
0: It's the same as the entrance, Ronnie.
1: Oh, okay, I found it, see it, see Oh, damn. All right, well, that's... That's it, then.
0: Quitting your job is a rite of passage for everyone. Whether you're turning in your two weeks' notice because you're going to college, or turning in your two seconds notice before they find all the printer cartridges you've stuffed into your pants. And America just set a new record for how many people are calling it quits. It's being called the Great
1: Resignation. A record number of Americans are telling their bosses, I quit.
0: According to a new Labor
1: Department report, 4.3 million people quit in August. That's the highest number of people quitting on record, dating back to more than 20 years. And that's up from 4 million who walked away from jobs in June. Leading the quitters, restaurant, hotel, and retail employees. 892,000 workers in food and accommodations quit in the month. 721,000 employees in retail. Workers in state and local government education also quit by the 1,000. There are more jobs
0: available now than ever before in U.S. history. Many businesses are suffering from a major shortage of workers. With the 10.4 million jobs open, employers are scrambling to find help. That's right. More people than ever before are quitting their jobs. Restaurant workers are quitting. Teachers are quitting. Katie Couric quit being a journalist. And some of the numbers are crazy. 700,000 people quit retail jobs which explains why the TJ Maxx I went to yesterday looked like it was hit by a tornado. What? Oh, it it always looks that way? No, the the shoes were on the roof. So many workers have left. Pretty soon, every business is just gonna be self-service. Like, you realize you're gonna have to make your own food at a restaurant, or you're gonna have to give yourself a root canal, or even worse, at strip clubs, you're gonna be dancing for yourself in the mirror. Oh yeah, I like that, don't I? I'm gonna give me all my money. Man, the strippers in this club are really sad. By the way, can I ask you guys a question? Like, why is everything in America the great? (laughs) Like, do you ever ever think about that? It's like the Great Depression, the Great Recession, the Great Resignation, the Great Gatsby. I mean, like the dude got shot in a swimming pool like a little bitch, what's great about that? Anyway, you, you might be wondering why everyone is quitting now. Like right now, why is everyone quitting? I mean, people have wanted to quit their jobs since the beginning of time, right? All the way back to caveman days. The guy who sharpened the stones by hitting him against other stones, he hated his job. He just wanted to dance, but music hadn't been invented yet. But it turns out there isn't one reason people are quitting their jobs, because the pandemic has given people a million reasons to quit their jobs.
1: Americans are looking for better pay, better working conditions, and more
0: flexible working arrangements. Some have elder care and child care responsibilities in this pandemic. Some say they feel burned out after working through a year that had so many challenges. Three to four million people are still saying I am fearful for my health, for the health of my loved ones, and therefore unwilling to take jobs where the risk of contagion is higher. Millions of Americans worked from home over the last year and will likely quit rather than go back to the office. Anastasia longed to return to working from home and bravely asked the question. Well, why can't I have that? Like we did. We did have it. We all worked from home. So why can't why can't I still have that? Because I mean, yeah, look, you know what? She has a point. For companies that had people work from home during the pandemic, everything seemed fine. They kept making money, they kept making a profit, which really made a lot of people wonder what the point of coming back into the office is. Like, why sit in two hours of traffic to then sit at a computer that has the same internet as my computer at home? Except everyone here can see that I'm looking at porn. I mean, honestly, I think companies are playing a dangerous game here. If you're telling employees the only time they can work from home is when there's a global pandemic, you're gonna have people trying to start another pandemic. There's gonna be people sneaking into the zoo like, all right, let's see what happens when I bite this turtle. Ah, okay, nothing there. Guess I gotta try banging that snake. But it's not just a desire to work from home. There are so many reasons that people are quitting their jobs right now. Some people don't feel safe because of COVID. Some people don't have childcare. Some people are burned out. And some people just wanna try their luck in Squid Game. I mean, it's a lot of money. You know, if you ignore all the people who died, it's a pretty inspiring story. But there's another reason people are quitting. And honestly, I think this reason is one of the most interesting, because it comes from a deeper, almost philosophical place. For
1: a lot of people, the pandemic has changed their minds about life, really, and what's important. And for some people, that means changing careers. A growing number of them are not jumping to a new
0: full-time job, but just taking a break. They are saying, I don't want another full-time job right now, I wanna hit pause, maybe learn some new skills, take a breather, um, and maybe plot a new direction in my career. It was a lot of reflection time.
1: I know what I want out of my career. Might as well just make the move. 42-year-old Dan Nicolaeşcu had spent more than two decades in the restaurant industry. But he says a year home with his wife and two kids changed his perspective. Nicolaeşcu is hoping to trade mixology for mycology mushroom farming. Is there money? In mushroom
0: farming? I guess I'll have to find out. (laughs) But we can't always pursue only the financial side of things. There is no rewind button in life, right? The man that ties women to train tracks is right. There's more to life than making money. And the pandemic has forced people to reconsider whether their jobs were really how they wanted to spend their entire lives. And I'm not just talking about boring office jobs either. I mean, this guy was mixing cocktails, I'm assuming in the 1800s, and even he wanted to try something new. And I'll be honest, I think it's great that people are pursuing their dreams, but I also think we need like a Google doc or something just, you know, to make sure we're balancing things out. Like, think about it. We can't have a society where everybody is pursuing their quirky second careers. I'm all for mushroom farmers, but I still need a proctologist. Those M&Ms aren't gonna remove themselves. Now, obviously, most people won't or can't leave their jobs. So these quitters are a very small minority, but the quitters are still having a broader impact because with so many workers willing to leave their jobs, companies are forced to make the jobs more appealing
1: a pandemic forced power shift employees gaining the upper hand and making lifestyle demands with employers hoping to keep them happy some companies are changing their policies to adapt to the times offering more perks and flexibility
0: rei the apparel uh retailer gave up their headquarters building in favor of creating satellite offices so that people could go to work but go to work in um, a smaller office that would be closer Uh, to their homes. LinkedIn is leaving the office behind for good. The networking website says most of its 16,000 employees will be allowed to work remotely full time. The crowdfunding platform Kickstarter says it's gearing up to test a four day work week. The popular dating app Bumble, closing its offices this entire week to give its staff a break.
1: Nike, they just gave a week off to their employees so that their employees can really recharge.
0: Yes, finally. Finally, people, it's great that companies are starting to be a little more flexible. And you know who deserves the most credit? Spirit Airlines. They were way ahead of the curve on this. Yeah, the guy who cleans their airplanes. He's been working from home for years. And you know what sort of sucks? What sort of sucks about this thing is how it's all the white-collar jobs that are getting more flexible. Because I know anyone in any job can get burned out, don't get me wrong, but I would love to see The staffs of Kickstarter and Bumble try to explain how burnt out they are to a group of coal miners in like West Virginia. We had this one customer who just would not verify his email. I mean, how was your day? Carl died. Yeah, so you totally get it. I will say though, the one company we really can't afford to lose employees is GoFundMe. Like they better make the jobs more flexible. We can't have GoFundMe employees quitting. American healthcare depends on it. So look, at the end of the day, anytime humans experience a massive life change, it changes what they expect from their work. And these changes could be anything. Having a kid, getting divorced, losing a loved one. And the pandemic has done that to everyone in different ways. Hell, it's even done that to me. Like I thought I was gonna host The Daily Show forever, but now I don't know. And I heard there's a job opening for a guy with a badass mustache to make cocktails. And I think I might be interested. Before we go, please consider supporting the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center. It's a native-led nonprofit organization dedicated to ending violence against native women and children by offering culturally grounded resources, technical assistance, and training, and policy development to strengthen tribal sovereignty. So if you wanna support them in this work, please donate at the link below.